Blog Talk Radio. You are now listening to CLNS Radio, your source for all things basketball. You cannot stop this guy. This guy is unbelievable right now, and with the way he's playing, he's played an outstanding brand of basketball. You're trying to tell me he's not the next best thing? What are you hearing? Man, all I know is this guy can fall, and if you can come out and play with him, you can play with anybody in the league. I want your opinion. Call into the show. Why don't you drive the rack? Seriously, why don't people drive the rack more often? Fed up with this cookie-cutter brand of basketball, not go out and hand-check. What are you comparing? The guy's got grit. The guy's got moxie, and the guy's got heart. What more do you want? Broadcast through Blog Talk Radio and CLNS Radio. They gonna love me for my ambition. Welcome to the Hooper's Log. He did a dream, a dream, though what's harder to live? Here's your host, Simo Buck. They gonna love me for my ambition. Welcome on into episode 128 of the Hoopers Log. Yes, it is a TNT first round Thursday. There's only one game going on tonight. And obviously the NFL draft is on tonight. First round of the NFL draft. Oh, all the crazy people out there who think that the NFL is going to matter. Anything that happens tonight is going to matter come September, the first weekend of September. Oh, everyone thinks it's going to matter. It's it's not. It's, it's Ultimately, it's not. But I, I understand the excitement for the draft as it gets going right now. For those of you with poor souls listening to my show live, feel free to call and talk about the postseason, especially from the three games from last night. The phone number is 323-642-1558 is the number. And obviously, I'm pretty sure most everyone's watching the draft. That's totally fine. I get it. Obviously, the NFL is king, and they do everything they can to dominate the, the headlines and do all that they can to infiltrate your sports talk radio and talk nothing but football. But we don't do that here. Uh, the only thing I hope for and pray for is that the Minnesota Vikings, as a Vikings fan, uh, there was hope that we can get 27 oh, we yards left hash. Right? Snap good. Okay. Spot down. Walsh's kick is up, and it is no good. He missed it. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah, no, we're not kidding, uh, Paul Allen. Uh, that, that, that did happen. Uh, we choked against the Seahawks, again, losing 13-12 to 12 about uh, what, two, three months ago, three, a little over three and a half, almost, almost four months ago, actually. Um, and the Minnesota Vikings, obviously, I'm looking for them to try and get a big-time wide receiver. Obviously, Cordarrelle Patterson didn't work out. I told you he wasn't going to work out, and we should have made all the efforts in the world to get DeAndre Hopkins. I said it four, three years ago. When we drafted, obviously DeAndre Hopkins now is a top five wide receiver in the NFL. Oh, we need to get a big one. And from that perspective, that's all I'm going to say on the NFL. And that's all, all where I'm going to go. Uh, obviously, that's going on the first round today, second round, third round tomorrow, I believe, if that's how it goes. Um, but yes, the NBA uh, playoffs went on last night. A big, big time victory if you're a Charlotte Hornets fan. Big time, big time victory there. Uh, as the Charlotte Hornets get the victory, obviously the Golden State Warriors moving on uh, and, and moving on to the second round. Expect all of our uh, – our, our uh, man, I'm, I'm blanking right now. Expect all of our articles for the second round preview to come up here by the weekend. Uh, and, and, in fact, inspect, expect a couple of them to come out tomorrow as the Spurs and Oklahoma City come out um, as that comes out starting – 
in uh, starting on Saturday, obviously, as the NFL draft will, will resume and end on Saturday afternoon, uh, I think rounds four through seven. But the NBA second round will begin as well on Saturday. What happened last night in the NBA? What happened overall? Nothing news-wise happened big time today in the world of the NBA. Uh, I'm stalling because my computer is freaking out. Um, but nothing major happened off the court outside of uh, – I wanted to get to this before I get to the scores and the highlights and whatnot of what happened yesterday. Obviously, the big highlight of the night and the big game of the night between the Hornets and Heat happened. Um, but uh, did you guys hear about this Nick Young circumstance? I mean, this guy had Rebel on the back of his back of his back, you know, on the back, the top back portion of him, and he spelled Rebel wrong. Now – Either it was him, either it was the uh, or it was the uh, um, the tattoo artist himself or herself or whatever. Somehow Iggy Azalea found a way to save him from getting it done. Now again, I'm not the one to talk about morons on my show, and I'm not going to talk about morons. But you gotta be kidding me with this stuff. I mean, really, this is how it's gonna go for a guy named Nick Young, who I thought at one point was gonna be one of the best players in the NBA. And now he looks like a complete buffoon, which, I, I mean, everyone kind of knew that to, to begin with, but this just takes it to a whole other level. And for that, we got to move on. We're not going to talk about it anymore. Kevin Hart, get it going. Let's get it going. All right, all right, all right. You're going to learn today. Again, you're listening live to CLNS Radio in the Hooper's Log. My name is Seymour Buckets, episode 128 on a Thursday, April 28, 2016, NFL Draft Day, as currently the draft is getting going, and it has started already if you're listening live. And if you're listening to the podcast, the draft had just started as of now. Obviously, the show being at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern time here on CLNS Radio. If you'd like to call into the SeatGeek Studios, the phone number is 323 642 one five five eight. If you don't know what SeatGeek is, it's an app on your phone. It's amazing. It is an unbelievable thing uh, that gives you an opportunity to get tickets at a cheaper rate. It's kind of like a StubHub, a little bit better though, from the standpoint of it offers better rates and better discounts. Um, but it, it, it's the same kind of thing as StubHub. Uh, obviously, we don't we don't promote StubHub here, but we do have deals going on for SeatGeek. Uh, get the app today, and you can figure it out through CLNS, and you uh, a discount as you move forward. In the NBA last night, game of the night, we said it. Uh, we said it was going to be game of the night, and I said it was a franchise-changing victory if it were to happen for the Charlotte Hornets. It doesn't matter what they do the rest of this series. This team has now won three in a row. They're now up 3-2 in the series when they were down 2-0 big time to the Hornets. And this series I, think, I still think is going to go 7, and in fact, I still think the Miami Heat can win the series. But at the same time, with the way they've played these last three games, and especially with the way – look, last night was an unbelievable game. Last night was a game that was back and forth, both teams playing their style of basketball, Jeremy Lin, Kemba Walker playing outstanding, Marvin Williams chipping in, uh, unfortunately, Spencer Hawes is injured, and he's going to be out for the next week. So who's to say the Charlotte Hornets will uh, advance now? But that's just the, the case of the circumstance. Um, and the Charlotte Hornets, though, they bounce in and get a victory in Miami. Their, I think it's their first road victory in the playoffs, obviously, since, the, since 2002, and they last won their playoff game. But now they've won three games in a row, and all the credit has to go to one guy who essentially hit the game-winning shot down the stretch. Courtney Lee, ice cold. It's cold as ice. Here of Kimball Walker a lot in this series and pressuring 
94 feet here in the last couple minutes to make Kimball work. 32 seconds left. Walker, the step back. Off the run, sent down by Lee, just like the fourth quarter the other night. Lee offers it up. Oh, he has Courtney Lee from long range. Charlotte up by two. Lee comes up huge with the offensive board, and he sticks the jumper. And if you remember that shot and that play by Courtney Lee, um, the, the play before that, and it was really crazy and, he- and hectic beforehand. Look, this game was down the wire, intense all the way. Miami was that took the lead. Charlotte took the lead. It was back and forth uh, basketball all the way down the stretch. And if you if you watched what happened a couple shots before or a couple of plays before, Courtney Lee had a steal on the break, and it would have given it would have given the Hornets the lead. And it kept the heat up. Dwayne Wade comes down the floor, gets a block on the other end, which was a clear goaltending call. Should have been called, but it was completely missed. And then on the other end, there was a missed foul call for uh, the Charlotte Hornets. They got completely screwed with some calls down the stretch. And then obviously that shot by Courtney Lee took the lead 90-88, to as you heard, with about 30 seconds left. The Heat get the ball, come down, Dwayne Wade, it's, it's been a debate. Dwayne Wade's uh, attempt at the rim, he got absolutely denied by Cody Zeller. And, and everyone's freaking out. All Heat fans are freaking out. That should have been a foul. That should have been a foul. Look, it, I mean, look, if you really want to get down to the nitty-gritty of the NBA and where fouls are called and when fouls are not, that was a foul. But, but also understand that in a final <laughs> – a final shot to decide or at least help uh, decide a portion of the game, that was not a foul in that circumstance. Now, I know if you're going to call a whistle in the first, got to call a whistle in the fourth. But here's the thing about the NFL and NBA, MLB, the playoffs. Things are decided based upon, you know, not how things are always should be. The rules bend in the playoffs. The rules bend in times of importance and the refs don't want to decide a ball game based upon a call. Now, if you look at the ramifications of how Cody Zeller attacked the, attacked the shot by Dwayne Wade, by rule, it was a foul. His body got involved in Dwayne Wade's circumstance, but at the same time, it was not flagrant enough to the point where it should have been a foul. Now, from the standpoint of him leaving his feet and moving in midair, he didn't move his arms or anything. He literally jumped forward and jumped at him and stopped his body the best he could. It was the best Cody Zeller could do to prevent himself from getting a foul. It was. And Dwayne Wade did everything he could, soccer style, to flop his way to try and get the call. Now, don't get me wrong. The impact in the air was there, and it should have been a foul from that perspective. But at the same time, what is Cody Zeller to do when he's flying across the, across the lane and he did everything fundamentally correct. And from that perspective, it was, I mean, it really could have gone either way. It could have been, it could have been a no call and it could have been a call. I think in the first quarter, that's a foul. I think in the regular season, that's a foul. I think in the, I think in the postseason, fourth quarter, down two, 30 seconds to go, essentially the final possession, that's not a foul. I think that was the correct call from that perspective, from the overall rulebook perspective, no. But at the same time, you've got to recognize that the, the Heat got absolutely – I mean, not the Heat, excuse me. The Charlotte Hornets got absolutely screwed over 
on calls made down the stretch that the Heat really got the benefit of the doubt for. I mean, you talk about that goaltending call I mentioned earlier. Obviously, the uh, other calls down the stretch that the, that the Hornets got screwed over for, there were some really, really bad calls down the stretch for the Hornets in the final couple minutes of that ball game. And the Hornets kept making their run, but one call didn't go the Heat's way. And all the Heat fans freak out. Look, just face it. The, the Charlotte Hornets have won three games in a row. They've taken control of this series. They're going back to Charlotte for game six. That was the right call in that circumstance. And with the way the Heat played and with the way the Charlotte Hornets played, especially, you've got to give the benefit of the doubt to the refs. And, and you've got to applaud them for not calling that because ultimately that play should not have decided the ball game. The Heat were the one that got the calls down the stretch. And the one call that everyone's going to talk about in this game, especially Heat fans, if they don't win the series, which I think I, th- I still think they will, but if they don't win the series, people are going to say, oh, Kevin Walker, uh, Dwayne Wade got robbed at the rim by Cody Zeller, and it should have been a foul. Not necessarily. It wasn't that bad. Now, if Cody Zeller would have, would have uh, locked his arms down, if he would have moved and, and he would have made any subtle movement that would have indicated it should have been a foul more blatantly than it was, then yes, I agree it was robbery. But from the standpoint of all he could do to prevent Dwayne Wade from getting to the rim by not flagrantly trying to attack him, you've got to give credit to Cody Zeller on that. I mean, he just did what he was supposed to do, and he, didn't, he really did not like make it obvious that he was trying to foul. He was just jumping up in the air, hands extended, did not move. All the only thing that decided where he landed was gravity itself. That's I mean, and that's just too that's so basic to mention, but it's just the facts. And for that alone, um the you gotta give credit to the Hornets getting it done in Miami, ninety to eighty eight, an unbelievable game by the Charlotte Hornets to get their third straight victory after being down two oh Unbelievable stuff there by the Charlotte Hornets. They go back to Charlotte, uh, I believe, on Thursday or Friday night. Excuse me, tonight's Thursday. Friday night, and they're going to go to Charlotte, 5 p.m. Pacific on ESPN Game 6. That's a huge, huge closeout opportunity for the Charlotte Hornets there. And if they can get it done, they will. If they don't, I think the Heat will win it in seven. But this is the night the Charlotte Hornets have to get it done on Friday night. The other game's from Wednesday. Trailblazers beat the Clippers, and, and and it was it was really evident from the get-go. This Trailblazer team, obviously the Clippers played well in the first half, but in the second half, and I said this coming in, this was a game that was going to be decided in the second half from the standpoint of, I mean, every game is decided in the second half. That's where the victory ends up. But from the standpoint of, you know, guys being ready for the challenge, being outmanned. I mean, not just the fact that they lost two superstars at the end, they also lost two guys, a part of their rotation. So they were playing undermanned on top of under talent. So they got out talented in the second half, flat out. The Trailblazers scored 37 in the fourth. That's all just that's all just closing it out and, and ending a game the way it should be ended. It was tied going into the fourth. The Trailblazers had more guys, more talent, and that's just what's going to happen. And it did. And the Trailblazers got it done. They're now up three two in the series. It's looking like Friday night they're going to close it out and they're going to end the series. And the Clippers and Trailblazers are going to finish out, and they're going to be the ones, uh, the, the Trailblazers look like they're going to be the ones that are going to go into uh, the second round. Shockingly enough, again, the whole storyline from the beginning of the season, still unbelievable for the Trailblazers. They win 108-98 over the Clippers. They lead the series 3-2 going back to Portland. And the Warriors close it out against the Rockets, and I said this last night, uh, yesterday, and I'll say it again. This Warrior team doesn't need Steph Curry to be great. I mean, 
They need him from the standpoint of he'll help them and, and be dominant. They don't need him. They don't need him to be good. They just won 114-81 to 81 over the Rockets, and they made the Rockets look like more scrubs than they really are. I mean, they held the Rockets to 22 points at a maximum per quarter. 20 points in the first, 17 points in the second, and then 22 in the third, 22 in the fourth. And the, and the Warriors came out in the third quarter without Steph, which is usually a tough quarter to you know, come back from the half. And they scored 30, 37 in the first, 30 in the third, 67 points in two quarters outside of the second and the fourth. This team absolutely dominated in the Warriors. Draymond Green, a near triple-double, 15 points, nine rebounds, eight assists. Klay Thompson went off again. This is a circumstance where you've got to understand that the Warriors going into the next round, they are more than ready to take on whoever take comes their way. Even it's, whether it's Trailblazers, obviously the Clippers about Chris Paul, we talked about it yesterday. But the Trailblazers, I mean, to be honest, without Steph Curry, from the standpoint uh, for the Warriors without Steph Curry, I think Damian Lillard's going to lick his chops a little bit, and I think that is going to help the Trailblazers at least have some confidence going into going into San Fran and have a chance there uh, by the Bay in the first two games. Now, will they win? I don't think so, but the chance is there. But this Warrior team is fine. They're fine without Steph Curry. They're going to be okay. They've made it to the next round. They win 4-1 in the series, and they're moving on to the second round. Warriors win 114-81 once again, and those are your games from today. In the NFL draft, the first pick has gone to Jared Goff. Yes, to the, to the Los Angeles Rams, Jared Goff is now a Los Angeles Ram. We all thought this was going to happen. We all knew this was going to happen, and that is the case. Games tonight, only one game in the NBA, and it's just, I mean, it just started. Celtics are up a little bit early on in the first quarter, halfway through the first. Celtics are up 7-5. to five. It's very early in that ball game. Who knows what's going to happen? The Hawks could close it out tonight. I think they will, um, knowing that the Celtics have a lot to play for. I know they're in Boston, so they have a chance to push it to seven, but the Hawks really do have to come out and play tonight and get a victory. I mean, again, they don't have to because obviously they have game seven going their way, but that game just getting underway. I think the Hawks will close it out personally tonight. And then tomorrow, obviously, three games on the docket. Raptors, Pacers, game six. Raptors lead in that one. Uh, Charlotte uh, Heat in back in Charlotte. Charlotte leads in that one 3-2. And then Clippers Trailblazers. Portland leads that one 3-2. I think Portland's going to close it out. I think the Hornets are going to close it out. I think the Pacers are going to push the Raptors series to seven. I think we're going to have two seven-game series. Uh, I think the Heat will win that one over the Hornets. And I think you're going to see two seven-game series in the Eastern Conference first round. I think I think the Trailblazers close it out against the Clippers considering the lack of talent that they have moving forward um, with Blake Griffin and Chris Paul out. So that's, that's really what, what you get from me today on the show. Andrew Norris is not here. He's busy at work. He's been busy. Expect our articles to pop up for the Hooper's log here coming up here in the next couple of, uh, in the next couple of days uh, as time moves forward. So we got about a minute left on the show. Uh, episode 128 is in the books. Again, today the game is on TNT. The NFL draft's going on. I'm not going to waste your time, obviously, if you're listening live. A 20-minute show, a quick one, obviously, in the books. And tomorrow should be rather quick as well, as obviously, as we will fly through what happens in the first round and all the closeout potential, closeout games for Friday night. And then, obviously, the second round will get started over the weekend. Uh, Spurs and Oklahoma City will start. And uh, we'll get it all going for you here on the Hoopers Log. Episode 128 in the books, episode 129. Same time, same place tomorrow, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern here on the Hoopers Log. Through CLNS Radio, my name is Timo Buckets. Hopefully, Andrew will be back tomorrow. Have a good one, everybody. Enjoy the draft and enjoy the postseason basketball tonight. Peace.